Welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, the latest on shares, markets and investments, now available on your Amazon Alexa. Hello and welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, now also available on the UK Investor Magazine mobile app. Uh, just a quick note to listeners before we get into the podcast today, we have the Metals and Mining virtual investor conference coming up next Tuesday, the 22nd of February. Uh, it's a virtual event, so do get yourself signed up on the UK Investor Magazine website in the events section. We've got a number of companies um, covering a range of metals, including lithium, titanium and gold. So as I said, do check out the events section on the UK Investor Magazine website to sign up for that. So for today's podcast, we're going to be discussing a number of UK equities and key market themes. And to do that, we're joined kindly once more by Alan Green. Alan, thanks for being with us today. Good morning, John. Good to, good to be here again. Yes, yes. Very sunny day here in London. So um, looking at the, the markets initially, uh, Alan, we're seeing a rebound. Um, well, yesterday was a rebound from the sell-off uh, on Monday, very sharp sell-off we saw on Monday around the Russia-Ukraine situation. Now, this is something that's really spilled over this week. Of course, it's been in the headlines and tensions have been building now for some weeks. But the market reaction was tepid. There, there was a, a blip uh, when, it, when it first came out and first uh, was thought to be a, a serious situation. Uh, but we have very quickly seen, Alan, any market reaction reverse. So whether that's looking at safe havens uh, reversing, whether that's looking at risk assets such as uh, equities bouncing back. I mean, in your view, was there ever any real serious thoughts in the market that there could be an invasion of Ukraine by Russia? Or was this always something that they viewed was... Uh, a piece of theatre enacted by Putin to try and get the attention of the West. Yeah, I, I think it, I think it's purely that. I don't think the markets for one minute took it seriously, and I think uh, I think rationally. Um, and you know, <laughs> some Russian sympathisers may may sort of feel Putin has a point that um, he wants assurances that uh, that the Ukraine won't be uh, won't join NATO and. Um, of course, that's still very much on the negotiating table, but that's the point he wanted to make, and I think that's why that's what all of the posturing, all of the exercises, um, are down to. But that's just my view. Others may feel differently. But from the market standpoint, um, it, as we know, if there is a crisis and there that crisis is set to perpetuate and to continue, then the markets have visibility and certainty, and they'll almost always rise on the news. You know, look what happened during COVID. The markets. Uh, suddenly recovered and um, certainly for the uh, resource sector in particular and for commodities it was a, it was uh, it was it was an incredible time and uh, double digit returns and some of the PPE companies of course d- delivered even greater returns um, but of course here we are now we've so we have the the blip um, the, the the market blip about the uncertainty over the the Ukraine crisis that's now more or less been settled. I think, you know, it's generally accepted that really won't happen now. But so we then go back to um, the outlook for the markets. And of course, it's it's very uncertain at the moment. We have uh, the legacy of Brexit. We have the uh, we have um, the 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 ending of the the furlough schemes. 
companies emerging from COVID and lockdown and uh, trying to return to normal and all the the uncertainty that creates. And I think we're going until we get some until we get some news on uh, on uh, the the state of the UK economy um, as as we go forward. I think we're going to see more of this uncertainty. Um, of course, inflation as well is being driven. Um, if we go back to the Ukraine crisis, um, the Germans were threatening to not open the the Nord Stream uh, gas pipeline from Russia, um, and of course, commercially that would mean an awful lot to Russia. So, um, so that now will probably happen. And of course, once that happens, we'll be the recipients of some of that gas. So we may well see energy prices peak and start to come back down again. And it's really energy prices that, have, um, along with oil prices, that have, of course, been the, the key driver of inflation. So we may well see a tailing off um, in inflation later in the year. Um, and possibly the Bank of England may take the view uh, next month that they don't, they no longer need to uh, um, raise interest rates and, uh, and, and we'll go back to the status quo. But at that point also we'll have some news on the state of the economy and some more visibility, hopefully for the UK to, uh, to, to trade upwards, downwards or sideways. Indeed, of course, this morning we had uh, an instalment of inflation for January here in the UK, 5.5% inflation we're now running at. That's a, that's a 30-year high. So yeah. as you mentioned there, there's a, a huge component of that is rising fuel costs. Of course, there's food costs in that. So that's going to yes. be something that does dictate market, markets going forward. But you, you, you picked up there on, on two key themes that is particularly important for one asset class that we're going to discuss in more detail now. And, and that was uncertainty and inflation. Now, I've been looking at gold uh, in the in the last week and, you know, over the last few months and, and what that's been doing, Alan, because we were discussing gold, you know, beginning of last year and, you know, it, it, its value as a, an, an inflation hedge uh, and how investors flock to it and how will have historically flocked to it in times of uncertainty. Now, just sort of doing a bit digging around on Twitter, uh, there's a chap follow called Charlie Bellio. Uh, he's a manager of an investment firm in the United States, and he, and he produces some very good statistical tweets. Do check him out if you're on, on Twitter. And he put a very interesting tweet out at the beginning of this week, really sort of putting into the context over the last 10 years mm. of some major market moves. And, you know, he, he recorded uh, Bitcoin over the last 10 year up 946,000 Tesla shares up 13,000 over the last 10 years, Microsoft up 1000% in that same period, the entire S&P 500 index up 290%. But gold only up 4%, Alan. And this is obviously, you know, we've had a period for, for, you know, the whole of last year, really, where we're talking about inflation. And one would think that during this period, you would see investors move into, into gold, buy into gold to, to hedge themselves against inflation. And of course, just in the last few weeks, we've had the geopolitical uncertainty of Ukraine, but barely, barely budged gold. So what's, yeah. what's happening here with gold? Alan, I mean, are all these key things that used to move gold no longer applicable to it? Well, I think the thing is, gold has always been a safe haven, hasn't it? So it uh, it, it tends to it tends to do well in times of crisis, and certainly, you know, the the crisis over the past few weeks uh, in the in the Ukraine has 
has seen the the, the price of gold increase. Um, looking at the spot price now, I think it's eighteen fifty four dollars an ounce. Um, and uh, and of course uh, it's uh, it's had a good run really since the since the start of the year. But yeah, the, these prices it, it's very much range bound, isn't it? And um, those movements tend to occur at times of uncertainty and crisis. It's always got its value, but in terms of a growth asset, it's uh, it's more of a safe haven that provides a consistent return than one that will provide spectacular returns. Nonetheless, um, you know it's still very much in demand as an asset um, for uh, 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 for exploration companies and uh, and of course gold grades those crucial gold grades that companies discuss um, are still all important but of course often when you're exploring for gold you find copper as well you know that the the, the, uh, the geology often uh, often tends to locate those assets in the same place so um, so of course now now with copper being a key asset for the for the new uh, the new um, electric uh, era um, that's the era of electric vehicles giga giga factories um, and uh, and and clean energy uh, the, the, these are these are key assets but certainly um, I, I don't think you could look at gold as a growth asset if there is a shortage of course that could change um, as with any commodity if there is a, a shortage uh, then there will be a price squeeze as we've seen over the past year or so with iron ore and uh, and with other assets too so um so that's really if you're looking for growth in commodities that's really where you've got to look you've got to look at where there's likely to be a, a price squeeze and i think you can look at all of the key commodities that supply the new electric era um, um, uh, like copper and of course gold's a factor too you know gold is used uh, in electronics um, you also have nickel of course uh, lithium um, cobalt uh, iron uh, graphite uh, you know all of these assets uh, are key to components uh, for this new industry so um it's well documented there's going to be a price squeeze um, and, and a supply squeeze uh, in some of these um, commodities over the next few years. So I think that's where the opportunities will, will lie going forward. Indeed, indeed. So look, looking around at gold, uh, it brings us to a company that I think due some attention. That's Greatland Gold. Alan, mm. just looking so far this year in 2022, down 10% down 62% from their highs around uh, 38 pence. Now, that they've had a, a raft of, of pretty astounding results that have come out from their world-class asset in Australia, but it hasn't done much to the, to the share price. Um, I mean, when we're looking at Greatland Gold, I mean, that rally that we saw up to 38 pence, I mean, was that simply, and obviously that the fall off since, is it, was it simply... Uh, uh, by the rumour, sell the fact of them having a, a world-class asset there. And now that that news is, is priced in, investors just aren't interested in it anymore. Well, in percentage terms, uh, what Greatland, of course, Greatland has a much bigger market cap than a lot of its peers. And of course, these are companies that have assets in the same area um, um, that, that, we, that we, we discuss frequently. But Greatland, I think the share price has just come back um, uh, uh, proportionately to to the same level that um, a lot of its small cap counterparts have. Um, that said, of course, the the company discovered the Haverian asset, uh, you know, um, and and that discovery coincided with the uh, w- with COVID and with the huge 
boom in, in 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 commodity stocks. So it came right at the top. So of course, people buying at thirty eight pence, um, you know, think it was going to go further. Um, that's that, that that they were that they've been caught out by this reset. But nonetheless, the value is still there. And as we've seen, I mean, the company has. Um, uh, well, it, it raised the, the shares of company trading at fourteen half p, and that's exactly the level at which it raised just under twelve million last year in a in a, a well oversubscribed uh, placing. Um, the company, of course, won the two thousand twenty one Commodity Discovery Award, uh, the Global Dis- uh, Di- uh, Award for the best commodity discovery. And I think you know, Haveran is a standout. It's to, it's an incredible asset, and certainly Sean Day, the chief executive of the company, when he talks about Greatland and when he talks about Haveron, he he just says it's the it's the asset that just keeps on giving. It's um you know the drilling results from that area continue to astound, and then a recent update, um of course the um the 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 assets undergoing a, a PFS study uh the the, uh, the drilling results uh, uh from the eastern Breccia have confirmed potential for new high grade mineralization. So you've got the original Haveron bullseye asset. Um, and around the area, they're discovering more and more and more. Um, it's it's such a huge asset. The drill rigs um, and the the the, uh, the uh, machinery and equipment building the decline construction are operating around the clock. They're operating twenty four seven. And I mean, some of the intercepts they found around around there. There was one at ninety eight grams per ton. 5.9 grams per ton um, and a smattering of copper with that 11 grams per ton um, and th- this is you know it's these discovery levels and the the frequency and also the the way the way the the uh, the, the mineralization comes together within the asset that um, um, really gives Herrera and its, its overall potential so um, so so it appears not just the Herrera and bullseye I bet the actual region is developing into um, a huge uh, a huge gold um, and potentially a, a copper asset too um, the other assets the company has I mean it has a Hiberian is is a, of course a flagship asset but um, there are assets at jury scallywag Rudal and canning Ernest Giles panorama bromus fire tower um, the jury asset is a, a, another joint venture with Newcrest, of course, the uh, company joint venture with Newcrest to develop the Haveran assets. So uh, Newcrest has taken on the heavy lifting, if you like. Uh, but certainly draw results from jury show decent grades per tonne. Um, well, well, in fact, grades per tonne that were comparable with um, you know, you know with, with some of the uh, some of the gold um, uh, um, uh, drill results uh, discovered elsewhere in Australia. Um, you know, I mentioned ECR Minerals, of course. Uh, recently, some of the results that came back from Kresic, um are sort of are on a par with or better than the the jury JV. So um, it goes to show that these sort of results, that's where where you get these results repeated. This is where this is. Um, the, the, following the aeromagnetic survey um it then gives credence to uh developing the asset further um additionally um work's been undertaken the scallywag asset the fantastic name scallywag asset which is adjacent to haveran um and they've conducted airborne aeromagnetic surveys there which have identified further conductors so it's just the the, the company um obviously has got a huge 
reputation on the back of the Hervéo and Discovery, and but it, it appears that um, it's not just the Hervéo and Discovery. I think the, that region, the Patterson region, is going to do, going to deliver so much more to Hervéo and over the years. So at this point now, even though it's come back where it has, I mean the company's got a, a market cap of five hundred and seventy three million, um, but it's still got potential, I think, to deliver much more from that region. And of course, that reflects. Um, on other companies operating in the region too. We've got Power Metal Resources, which has acquired um, FDR um, um, in, in the region, which has which has the uh, an asset um, uh, in the Patterson pr- uh, province, which it's uh, developing. Um, and um, they've identified a bullseye that's similar in similar in in, in size and uh, and features to Javier and too. So. it's a hugely exciting area and of course i think we're going to see we're going to see um, more developments this year from the other assets owned by greatland gold uh nonetheless um you know it's i think given given uh the the boom that uh we're expecting in metals to supply the new electric era um um have the the greatland gold assets also are looking at uh, other assets that uh uh, in the region that um, have copper and have gold and and other other minerals that will be used to supply the industry, so it's it's not certainly not not a one trick pony. There are many more um, dimensions to the Greatland Gold uh, investment proposition. And just, I think we should explore just quickly the relationship between Greatland Gold and the price of gold, because I mean, looking here at. Uh, at a chart, we saw a very sharp rally in the gold price at the beginning of uh, of twenty twenty. We you know we came from around fourteen hundred dollars to above two thousand, and then very very shortly after that, we we did see the discoveries coming through from Greatland Gold, and of course that was the, you know the period we saw the great appreciation in the Greatland Gold share price. But since then, we've we've seen gold you know, really over the last eighteen months trading in a very tight range as we mentioned previously between seventeen hundred and nineteen hundred. So it appears the interest waning there in the in the underlying assets. I mean, do you think that's followed through into the Greatland Gold share price? And as far as people now looking at Greatland Gold saying, yes, great, you have the discovery. But I'm looking at the, the gold price and not a lot's happening. And there's lots of other things that are moving out there. So maybe we're going to stay away from Greatland for the moment. Well, I think I, I think the thing is, you know, the Greatland is expanding. I think you need to look at the story in detail and the Haveran asset um, from the, the original bullseye that was discovered. They're, they're discovering spurs and and new opportunities um, in the in the area around Havira. So I think I think that there's more to be discovered there. But of course, that's offset by by a flat gold market and um, and you know probably uh, probably the, the drift downwards and the share price reflects that. But um, you know, let's face it, you know, Greatland. Grayland did very well to discover Havira, and I'm sure if they, you know, they're looking in the same area, they, they own the same territory. So if they make another discovery there, then that's a great opportunity, um, and I think that will see that will see an increase in price for investors. But also, as I said, it reflects it reflects uh, is a very positive reflection on other companies operating in the area that possibly have much lower market caps and uh, could offer you know far more upside. Indeed, I mean, looking as you mentioned there and 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 outlined, you know, the actual asset that they have there. You know, I'm sure if we see the sentiment improve around gold, you know, there's a hell of a lot of value to be had there. So definitely one to watch in in 2022 as things progress there at uh, Greatland Gold. 
So now moving on, Alan, to a stock that we've discussed uh, recently on the podcast in Technology Minerals. They've had a particularly bullish note released on them this morning. They certainly have. It's a very bullish note indeed. So, yeah, just to recap on Technology Minerals, that it's... Um, it's a unique offering in that it's a sustainable circular circular economy investment proposition for battery metals. In that it has a series of assets in Spain, Idaho in the USA, Cameroon, and also in Ireland. And the assets, the assets where they where they are at the moment, well, certainly at IPO last year. They were valued at twenty million, um, but uh, I believe work is progressing, and uh, and we'll we'll hear more about those assets in the coming weeks. Um, but uh, the 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 activity has been focused um, since the IPO on developing the 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 uh, the battery recycling business, and the companies um, the companies uh, on the verge of opening battery recycling plants in the Midlands to recycle lead acid batteries. And also lithium-ion batteries. So, um, so I, I mentioned the electric era. Uh, of course, um, there are there, there are there's a huge upsurge in um, electric vehicles on the road. Um, lithium-ion batteries are now featuring in every aspect of life. You've got electric bikes. You've got um, you've got mobile phones, old mobile phones. You've got um, you've got laptops. It, it, it's literally the range of the range of applications for the lithium-ion battery is is almost limitless. So, as a result of that, of course, these batteries have lifespan. They get to the end of their life, and you know that there are minerals which are you know potentially uh, combustible and dangerous. So, um, uh, technology minerals have blueprinted um, an industrial-scale solution to uh, deal with and recycle these batteries safely. Um, and in doing so, they create um, they create uh, a, a series of byproducts. Um, and of course, uh, this is this is uh, with lead acid batteries. You've got the recycled lead, which is very valuable in the marketplace. You've got the plastics. You've got the acid. And then with the lithium ion batteries, uh, you you create a, a, a what is called a black mass is created. And this is this sells for getting on for five thousand uh, 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 five thousand pounds a ton. So it's highly valuable. And of course, these minerals are then recycled back into new battery production. Hence, the circular economy. Um, now the. Uh, the the, uh, the the anticipated price squeeze that's upcoming uh, in the battery metals um, will of course uh, will of course drive the prices uh, much much higher. Um, and uh, it, it's uh, I think uh, in a, a recent survey um, a, a recent survey uh, detailed that the UK is going to need some 130 tons or more of cathodic cathodic metals by 2040. And Technology and Minerals believes that with its uh, recycling process. Um, it can supply up to twenty two percent of that so that's that's a huge that's a huge factor in the in in the the future value of the company so anyway back to this broker note the the uh, the um Arden partners published a broker note shares are currently trading uh, about three three point seven three point eight p and the target price is double that at seven p um but this is pretty short term because the uh, the, uh, Arden said that Technology Minerals offers this uniquely focused IP protect exposure to battery recycling, um, and uh, and it forecasts that Technology Minerals will be profitable from next year, 
generating um, earnings per share of uh, 0.26p, which would jump to 0.44p in 2024. Um, and this is because uh, Technology Mills has already uh, signed one agreement with a company called Re uh, Slicker Recycling, um, and it's created uh, this um, this the system and infrastructure where the bat the batteries come in and they're recycled safely um, and it, it's done on an industrial scale um but what i would also say that um the 7p initial target price is based on an uh, is net of a 45 percent discount to the company's net present valuation which reflects the lack of operating history because of course the company came to market at the end of november last year so um if as i think um, will happen, the company starts to deliver on the milestones it's laid out ahead of expectations. I think we could see uh, we could see that price achieved in fairly fairly short order. Um, certainly the the team behind it, you've got uh, Alex Stanbury who's uh, a mining uh, um, who's who's uh, a, 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 an expert in the mining arena. He's been working um, in mining and metals for 15 years also working with JP Morgan uh, over that time as well. Um, and the uh, chairman, of course, is Robin Brundle, who is the uh, the motorsport, uh, that, well, the, the automotive expert, and um, he's, he's well known for his former racing exploits. And, of course, his, his uh, brother, Martin Brundle, the ex-Formula One driver. Um, so that, that there's a very strong team, uh, you know, very media savvy that uh, are taking this uh, this opportunity and driving it forward. And I think, uh, you know, they've got really with the recycling process, they've got a um, they've got a blueprint that they could take to Tesla um, and Tesla could plug into that, excuse the pun, and um, and recycle all the batteries that come from their cars and put the put the black mass that's created back into production for the next generation. So, Alan, of course, you know, Technology Minerals, they've got a number of different business units that they're operating. Is there any indication at this point in, in which of these is going to be producing uh, the bottom line for Technology Minerals going forward? I mean, is there a particular business there which has quite strong margin is going to be very cash generative for Technology minerals in the future. Yeah, uh, well, certainly, and, and, and the the reason this well, it, it's a unique business model. But the reason I think it works so well is, that as we know, you know, we were discussing Greatland Gold uh, just now and other mining companies, and those are very slow burn uh, investments in, in many cases until the discoveries are made, of course. But um, so, uh, Technology Minerals has five of those mining assets, and as I say, I expect to hear more about. Um, how those assets are developing in the coming weeks. Um, but the actual cash generator short term is the recyclers business, which is the which is the lead acid and the battery recycling business. And the company laid out some projections um, for turnover and profit from these assets um, for the first couple of years. I mean, turnover this year is expected to be about nine and a half million uh, with, a, um, with a loss of about 300,000. Next year, it moves into profit. It expects to turn over twenty-eight million with a profit of five million, um, and then so on and so forth. So you know, two hundred twenty million turnover in year five. But that's just based on what the company has at the moment. Um, and uh, the company, you know, I I, I interviewed uh, Robin um, and uh, Alex uh, last year, and you know, they very much expect to uh, to be bringing a lot more on stream and and also to uh, seal many more partnerships um 
in that time. So it's it's highly possible that uh, the numbers that they've put out into the market are very conservative, and we could see a lot more growth from that. But the the, the business that, that that's the that's the uh, that's the attraction of this model. You've got a highly cash generative business in the recycling business, and then you've got the blue sky potential of these mining assets that will be producing battery metals to go into the into the circular economy for the first time around. Indeed, indeed, certainly. Again, like Greatland, an interesting company to keep an eye on in 2022 so just as a recap of the uh, two stocks we discussed today of course uh, to start with was greatland gold with a ticker of ggp and just then was technology minerals with a ticker of tm1 alan thanks very much for being on the podcast today thank you john just as a note and a reminder, uh, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, we have the UK Investor Magazine Metals and Mining's Virtual Investor Conference coming up next Tuesday, the 22nd of February. So do get yourself registered on the UK Investor Magazine website in the events section. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed listening to the UK Investor Magazine podcast. Please do share the podcast and we really value any reviews and comments you leave us in your chosen podcast player. The views presented by the hosts and guests of the UK Investor Magazine podcast are in no way investment advice. And please remember all investment involves risk.